It's about taking the repetitive robotic stuff out of your day-to-day job and make sure that the human can focus on on adding the value like a, a robot could not do. Do you know the secret behind a successful team? In this podcast, dream teams share their powerful collaboration and reveal how they turn today's ideas into tomorrow's solutions. Discover the story of changemakers who share their innovative journey with our host, Travis Shepard. This is Dream Teams. Uh, awesome. Here we go. Uh, this is uh, our second podcast, if you will, uh, of, of a series. And last time I teased that we'd be talking about robots today. Uh, officially, it's known as Robotic Process Automation, or RPA, much easier to say. Uh, but KLM calls the robots that are virtual employees. At KLM Digital Studio, a multidisciplinary team works on technology that takes the robot out of the human, which I, I love that phrase. We'll talk more about that in a minute. Uh, Kid von Ramshorst yep. is a product owner of this project, and Milan Du is the business analyst uh, as well. Yes, hi. Hi. <laughs> Great to meet you both. Theme, which is Dream Teams. So it's all about how do we bring different perspectives and how do teams work together to bring out the best in each other. And in each one of these, I've mentioned a dream team that's one of my personal favorites. So we started with where the name came from, right? 92 uh, Barcelona Olympic Olympics, the U.S. men's basketball, the, the classic dream team. For today, I'm looking at a two-person team that is one of my favorites, and that is uh, R2-D2 and C-3PO. I feel like that's sort of appropriate, like human robots, droids. Etc. Okay. Uh, so, as you tell us a little bit about who you are and, and your your uh, role and and those types that you a little bit of your background, I'd also hear a little bit about uh, what one of your dream teams is and, and what does that look like. Uh, so, uh, my name is Milan. Um, I work as a business analyst in the RPA finance team of KLM. I must say um, BTS, which is, uh, do you know them? I'm aware of, of BTS. Oh, okay, okay. I'm not a, a great fan of them, but I think what they've achieved in a very short term, uh, I think it's it's incredible. Yeah, and I think they have an incredible team uh, to achieve what they have uh now, still so far. Um, I can't look at you for the same question. Okay, yeah. Well, first of all, I need to, to, uh, we need to talk a little bit later because I really have no idea what we just talked about. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll keep you up to date later. Yeah, we'll talk. Okay, cool. Because yeah. the only BTS I know from KLM perspective is like the, 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 the baggage turnaround stuff on, uh, <laughs> <laughs> on Schiphol. Basically the same. Yeah, Basically okay. Basically the same. Yeah. Cool. But uh, yeah, my name is Kit Varamsorst, product owner for uh, RPA product team and uh, lead of Automation Center of Excellence at KLM. Um, no digital background whatsoever before I started this job, so it's all it's all quite new for me. Right. So uh, basically, I had to rely on my dream team to uh, to get me in uh, get me in my role. But if I would describe the the best dream team I'm personally a part of, I would I would it might be a little bit cliche cheesy, but uh, me and my girlfriend at home. Like uh, we've been renovating the house for for half a year now, but no fights, no arguments whatsoever. Things going smooth, and we we 
most of the times we barely even eat words. So and that really, that's I would really say, a I would team. say that's it's a, a dream team. Yeah. That's a true test of a relationship exactly. too, is to renovate something <laughs> together. That's, <laughs> and if you can do that, you can do anything. Right after that, there's a puppy coming up in like uh, one and a half weeks. So uh, it's going to be uh, another <laughs> test, but I'm fully <laughs> confident. Get them yeah. all out of the way. Exactly. <laughs> Excellent. Go to Ikea. No, no arguments. <laughs> <laughs> uh, kid, uh, we, we talked a lot about robots and, you know, we've been sort of joking about were they physical? Was Wally one of them? You know, uh, C3PO, those, those types of things. But you've got a different name for uh, the RPAs that, that you're employing. Yeah, correct. We're, uh, we're using the term uh, virtual employees. And I was actually talking to, uh, to another business analyst in our, in our daily standup this morning uh, who, had been, who has been there uh, around for a longer time than I have. Talking about okay, where exactly did the did the name come from? Did I miss anything? Uh, <laughs> shout out, Bas, Monica Dam. But uh, um, he said, well, the only reason we did virtual employee was because the name Terminator was already used in KLM, so we had to right. find something else. No, but <laughs> <laughs> where's Terminator use at KLM? <laughs> I, I, I asked him, but he didn't know. But uh, uh, no, but virtual employee it helps us. Um, well, basically, it's it's because we really we really, we really see the uh, the solution that we offer as a team as a part of the uh the department that we implemented in um we do not want any resistance to uh, to robots taking our jobs that kind of <laughs> stuff we just want yeah. to uh make sure that that the employee um the physical employee uh embraces the virtual employee and sees it actually as an extension uh in order to operate better and to create more value rather than see it as a threat i love that it is certainly a thing or a stigma around rpa as people in many cases see it as something that's going to replace them or, or, and by making it a part of the team in a way, you take a lot of that, that stigma out, right? Uh, to the point that you've actually named some of these, these RPAs, so one of the names is, <laughs> is Evelyn, Eveline? Yeah, yeah, that's one of them. Where did that come from? Well, ba- the, 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 we have a couple of uh, rules, if you will, okay. uh, for the names. Uh, one of them is that the first letter of the, uh, of the name has to come from the business department that the uh, that the robot will be active in, the virtual employee will be active in. So, uh, Evelyn, I have to. I think that will be E and M. So, engineering and maintenance. Okay. Uh, so that's that's one of the rules. And usually, we uh, well in the beginning we made up all of the names because the team was very creative still. But <laughs> in, but after a couple of uh, implementations, we we noticed that uh, it could be an interesting thing for the uh, for the business that is going to adopt the virtual employee. To actually uh, come up with a name as well, so we give the set of rules to the uh, to the business, to the department we are going to uh, to put the robot in, and then they can come up with uh, with the name themselves, as well as with the avatar. Because for every uh, every virtual employee, we uh, create an avatar so as well. You really are doubling down on the the virtual employee aspect. I think that's great. So, uh, uh, Milan, I'll, I'll look at you. I know that you're in the finance department, so that means everything starts with an F. Yes, right? every name, and there's one particular name out there freak <laughs> freak <laughs> it's freak <laughs> okay yeah, I mean, yeah, that sounds yeah. way better than what i was saying I'm like, sounds scary. Uh, yeah so one of my first robots i've implemented uh is called freak uh freak works for a business controller at the financial department corporate fi- corporate finance um and he came up with the name actually because um his daughter is a fan of freak de jong so yeah <laughs> so Talk a little bit about how your role has changed and maybe your job day-to-day has changed with the implementation of some of these virtual employees. 
and, and maybe even beyond yourself, but some of the people on the team, how, how does their job changed in, now that, we're, that you've implemented some of these uh, virtual employees? Um, it's quite uh, personal. It also depends on whether um, it's a business controller. Business controllers are more, you know, they're known as not the most cheapest employees <laughs> in the company. Um, and they're also... Yeah, mostly high educated, so they don't want to do, you know, the repet repetitive jobs or the things that uh, cost a lot of time. Um, so uh, they're more, you know, educated to do analysis and so on. So with the help of the robot, uh, it does the day-to-day -day, um, things, tasks for them. Um, and, what, and their added value um, as an employee would be the analysis they can, done, uh, they can do after the job of the robot. And is that a, a little bit of where the tagline, Kia, I know you have this tagline, take the robot out of yourself. Which I love, or take the robot out of the human. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. yeah. That, that's that's well, exactly what it's uh, what it's about. It's about taking the repetitive um, robotic stuff out of your day to day job, and make sure that the human can can focus on on adding the value like a uh, a robot could not do in any way. Mm -hmm. So it's about uh, uh, anticipating on 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 new things that are coming up. It's about trusting your gut feeling. It's about analyzing. It's about uh, it's about that kind of stuff that that a robot just can't do, and if we can get the repetitive stuff out of the way, then then the humans can focus on human stuff. Which all sounds amazing, but I imagine there's probably been some resistance. There's probably been some people that aren't as comfortable at turning over some of those those tasks. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, we have had. Uh, that's actually why I I got into RPA in the first place because I was a uh, manager of the planning department at. We thought there was a lot of potential for taking away all of the repetitive stuff, but uh, what we noticed was uh, that that a s the stigma came came in the department quite fast, saying, "Well, robots are going to take over what we do, and uh, soon there's not going to be a place for us." Especially at the time when, uh, well, uh, COVID happened, and and uh, an airline was wasn't doing as as well as it should do. Uh, people got more and more uh, afraid of of losing jobs, but. Um, we kept focusing on on the aspect of taking robot out of the human because there's always going to be a place for uh, for humans for real people to to do jobs at oh. at the departments that exist uh, these days. But the work is just going to shift a little bit. So when we think about our RPA. There's there's certainly a level of education that we we've heard about, but there's also a level of trust. So how do you gain that trust when you're talking to different areas of the business? Um, so for me, I always, um, have to adjust to, um, the person in front of me. Um, so I think every person needs a different approach. Um, uh, we always try to create a robot within th three sprints, uh, which means six weeks in total. Um, but sometimes, uh, when in the first meeting, I sense that someone is more like reluctant to the, to the uh, product, um, then I always try to, um, either I set up an extra meeting uh, to gain more trust, like just listen to the story, uh, because sometimes they're sitting there in front of you with some emotions. Uh, well, I'm approaching it like this product is for you and it's going to work for you. It's going to help you. But sometimes it just doesn't come in because they're so like it also mentioned before. Uh, people are very afraid to lose their jobs and I'm not there to get their jobs. I'm not 
there to replace them. So sometimes I need more time to convince them. Um, but that's like from the point of view of an employee. Um, but for a director, he's more like, yeah, why there are already so many um, uh, things going on within KLM. There are so many projects. Um, there are so many initiatives. Why should I spend money on RPA, another initiative? So what's in it for me? So that's why I uh, always have to um, adjust myself to uh, the person in front of me. Different values for all these different perspectives or these different exactly, and sometimes their um, their opinion or their decision is based on money. The other one, uh, their opinion is based on emotion. So yeah, it's always uh, yeah wow. a different approach. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> this is Dream Teams. Yeah. So talk about your uh, the role as a business analyst and 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 kid you as as the technical product owner. How does your team work? How do you two work together as a team? So you each bring a different perspective on on how do we benefit our, our the company overall. Quite often, we have a sync session between all of the product teams um, within the within the uh, automation center of excellence, and and we share best practices and that kind of stuff. But I think if you would focus on the role between a product owner and a and a business analyst, uh, I would say the product owner is mostly actually owning or selling the project product within the company so making sure that we have enough business cases coming in and for me if we talk about business analysts they would be like the the eyes and ears of 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 me like they're my right hand and uh, they would be the extension of me because they will be talking to the business uh, about the business cases continuously Uh, and so and if they can feel or hear anything about uh, some resistance uh, for some uh, for an rpa that we are developing or whatever then that triggers me to to uh, talk to the business department and to see if there's anything we can do to to help them uh, implement the RPA. For instance, uh, we've made videos, we've done live demos, we've uh, yeah, we, we've done it all. Actually, if you can if you can uh, think of it, then uh, then we've done it probably. <laughs> Great. We are. I went fast, right? So we are running. We're actually running out of time. We're we're towards the end. But I, first of all, thank you both very very much. This this was excellent. I learned a lot personally, uh, and I'll, we'll talk about BTS after this. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, it, within the within the concept of dream teams, one of the questions I did want to ask ask you both is, in your mind, what makes a great team? What what is a dream team? Not BTS, but what makes them great or makes the team that you're working on so great? I think um, if you uh, work all together with the same goal, uh, it's like. Um, um, not thinking about your personal profits um, when creating a robot, but more like KLM in general, what would be good for KLM. Um, next to that, I also agree with uh, Kit, like if you have your own opinion, I think there should be room to um, to share your opinion um, and still have respect to each other. And also, uh, most of all, learn from each other, uh, listen to each other and learn from each other. Um, and And just have in mind that you want to be a better team tomorrow and work on that. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's uh, it's about working towards the same goal. And uh, well, that sometimes means that you have to set your own pride or, or, or uh, opinions aside for the sake of the team. And I think if you're able to do that with every player within the team, then uh, you can be as good as you, uh, you want to be. So, Talking about the uh, 
Olympic uh, basketball dream team, right? <laughs> with all the uh, with all the all stars. I mean, they have to set aside some uh, some pride as well, right? They have to pass the ball every now and then. <laughs> That's yeah. right, exactly. Just pass it to Jordan, you'll be good. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> so one team, one dream. Yeah. I think is what we're hearing. That's excellent. Yeah. So once again, thank you very much. Uh, this was uh, the second of our of our podcasts, and this is the first external one. So we talked to PwC first, and and you'll be the first. Uh, I'm on external. Yeah, you should. Yeah, uh, we're honored to have yeah, you. This has been so great. Much. Thank you. Next time on Dream Teams, our next episode, we're actually going to have two female scientists, one from India and one from Croatia. So it's going to be really interesting perspectives and to hear their story as well. So tune in next time for our next Dream Team. BWC shares a passionate community of solvers, creating new solutions for a new day. That's the new equation. That's If you have thoughts or ideas, please share them with us.